G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. A sometimes sensitive topic to unpack today. There is a call for men and boys to take a stand against prostitution. There's a growing groundswell that says men need to lead the way in abolishing the commodification of women and girls by refusing to take part. Andrea Takaji is back with us today. Andrea is founding director of Fighting for Justice Foundation. Hello, Andrea. Welcome back to 2020. Thanks so much for having me, Neil. It's interesting, Andrea, that when we talk about prostitution, our immediate thoughts might be an Australian context. But there's a global context, isn't there, for prostitution, which is aligned in so many developing countries uh, with this whole concept of sex slavery. And this is the thing that is growing in a significant groundswell around not only Australia, but around the world. That's absolutely right, Neil. So part of the work of Fighting for Justice Foundation is the prevention and diversion of the demand for trafficked persons. And when we look at that, demand uh, is definitely coming from the adult industry, whereby there is a demand to rent a woman's body, as survivors have called it, and um, to also... um, Because of this rise in demand, uh, there is also a demand for these persons to be brought into the industry. And sometimes they're not local women. They are women from the region that are brought in to specifically work in the adult industry to service this demand. We saw this very clearly in um, things such as the Super Bowl Bowl that occurs in the U.S., Um, when, for example, there are the Olympics on or, um, you know, a world football or soccer match, there's always, unfortunately, women and extra women and girls trafficked into the city where the sports is taking place because of the growing demand. And there is no way to ensure that the women and girls who are Uh, flown into these cities for this growing demand are there as a free choice. Well, that leads us to think about what might happen with our next huge sporting event that will happen in Australia. I'm talking about next year's Commonwealth Games. In uh, When you talk about Olympics or Super Bowls and things like that, is there a possibility that, that trafficking may well increase in Australia because of the advent of such a significant sporting event here? Unfortunately, there is precedent for that in every sporting event, as well as uh, certain functions and conferences, um, particularly in the capital here, because of our lax uh, laws. So prostitution laws are state and territory based and they are controlled by either the Legislative Assembly or the state uh, parliaments. So this campaign is calling on state and territory 
parliaments to review the prostitution laws that uh, legalise um, the buying and commodification of women. For example, a survivor of the industry, Rachel Moran, she's very well published, very well known in the industry, has written at length about this. Andrea, there is a gathering pace, as I was saying in the introduction, a call for men and boys to stand against prostitution. Just last week, there was a new petition that was launched. Uh, what's that petition all about? And there's a, there's a pledge associated with it. There is. So on International Women's Day, the pledge campaign, men-led pledge campaign was launched and we are calling on not only organisations but individuals to not only sign the pledge but to pass it on to others. This pledge is one that seeks to empower men to make healthy choices into the future, to make a stand against exploitation and commodification of women in our community. So Rachel Moran, a survivor of the trade-off between prostitution and poverty, refers to prostitution as the paid abuse of women. Rachel sees the legislation, legalisation of prostitution as legitimising the sexual subordination of women in society, making both the immediate goal of women's liberation and the end goal of gender equality twin impossibilities. So when we talk about the rights of women and equality for women, it is hard to imagine a society who can actually achieve equality for women if we have a legalised industry where it, it is totally committed to renting a body's, a woman's body and for this woman to experience uh, on a regular basis harm and abuse. So we know from researchers, um, international psychologists and researchers that Women who work in prostitution experience uh, rape, abuse, beatings on a weekly basis. So this is not a work environment that is safe or healthy. Andrea, there is significance, isn't there, that there is celebrity endorsement for a number of similar campaigns that have been happening around the world. How important is it for high-profile high people to, uh, to put their endorsement on a, a campaign like the one you're talking about? Similar campaigns such as the one we launched on International Women's Day have been run by uh, wonderful men such as Ashton Kudja in, in the US. His campaign was called Real Men Don't Buy Girls. And Tom Ma, the former husband of Jill Ma, who was victim um, to brutal rape and murder in Victoria a few years ago, ran this campaign in Ireland and it was not only successful in raising awareness in the community but in also changing the legislation in the country. I guess we're talking about attitudes and when you talk about a groundswell, a gathering of pace of men and boys speaking up against prostitution. We'll continue our conversation in just a few moments. Andrea Takaji is our guest. Andrea is founding director of Fighting for Justice Foundation. There is a website and a Facebook page uh, that has a link to that particular petition that uh, there is a call to sign. You can get that at Fighting for Justice Foundation's Facebook page. We're back with more in just a short while. We've been taking a little bit of time to talk about attitudes to 
prostitution and exploitation of women and the groundswell that there is for men and boys to take a stand against prostitution. Our guest is Andrea Takaji, Andrea's founding director of Fighting for Justice Foundation, and we're talking about an initiative that was launched last week uh, which says men and boys take a stand against exploitation of women. Andrea, if we're talking about Australian men and uh, typical attitudes to towards uh, this level of exploitation and indeed prostitution. Uh, what sort of things do you understand uh, from statistics and research? What do you understand about the way Aussie men think about this issue? We do understand that prostitution can be a harmful industry because of the violence and sexual ex- exploitation that occurs even here in Australia. So sex workers are often at risk because of poor working conditions. They are exposed to rape and abuse on a weekly basis uh, and things like post-traumatic stress disorder. So these conditions can mean limited access to protection and the freedom to say no. So why, you may ask, are we running a men-led pledge campaign? So we are calling on men and boys to stand up and say we don't want to see the the commodification of women in our community anymore. We don't want to see women being exploited in this way. And nearly all buyers of sex are men and nearly all all those who work in the adult industry in general are women. So it is a very much a gender conversation. But men can play a positive and powerful role in pledging not to support the commodification of women, the purchase of women, the renting of their bodies, and the abuse and violence that this can sometimes lead to. If in our community we would like to see the end of gender-based violence, and if in our community we stand against things like rape and sexual abuse and assault, how can we then legalise an industry that ensures exactly this? So Rachel Moran, a survivor of the industry herself, calls this. She says, if sex is just a service, then rape is just theft. Noting that she feels that there has perhaps never been an ideological framework in history that so thoroughly condones and emboldens the practice of oppression by the oppressed. So from international studies into the industry of prostitution around the world, we find that on average, 80% of the women in the adult industry are there simply to subsist. That means that they're there trying to survive, trying to pay the bills, feed their children. In fact, a study out of Victoria tells us that 75% of women in prostitution are single mums trying to feed their children and pay the rent, and that's why they're there. So if these are the statistics around women in the sex industry, is that an empowered woman? Is that a woman who has made a free choice? Or is that a woman who is just trying to survive and if given another opportunity, she would take it? So as a community, we need to ensure that we're protecting our women to make safe, healthy decisions for their emotional, mental and physical health and that we're supporting men and empowering men to make healthy choices and decisions about how they treat women in our communities. Andrea, let's come back to the pledge. It's a men-led pledge. 
And there's a number of elements to it. So when people find the link via your Facebook page, uh, what are they likely to come up with uh, when we get to the pledge and the oath? The best way to get there is to go to Fighting for Justice Foundation on Facebook. So on our Facebook page, you will find uh, all the links you need there. There is a sign the petition page where there's some information about why this pledge is important, what the oath is that men who are doctors and lawyers and professors, astrophysicists, um, government employees, builders, contract workers have already taken. There's also information about the statistics around men Aussie men are purchasing sex, why they do this and what are the adverse effects. It talks about um, trying to stop people from within the industry hasn't worked and legally curbing demand instead is an approach already being implemented in seven countries. And so this is a shift we want to take both through shifting social norms as well as through legislative reform. And that's why important it's important for people to sign the petition. Thirdly, you'll also find um, an article that was published looking at some further statistics and international law talking about rights of women. Article 2 of the Declaration of Elimination of Violence Against Women includes both not only trafficking in women, but also forced prostitution as violence against women. So if international law recognises forced prostitution as violence against women, we have a due diligence obligation as a nation to ensure that forced prostitution of the vulnerable is not taking place. Well, it's a powerful thing that you are doing, a men-led campaign. And I want to point people to the Facebook page. It's the Fighting for Justice Foundation Facebook page where you can find those links there. And just an amazing uh, quote that you brought in our conversation. If prostitution is just a service, then rape is simply stealing. And it really devalues uh, the value of a woman. And uh, certainly for those who come from a Christian foundation with a recognition of the value of men and women together, uh, it ought to be something that gets gets us hot under the collar and makes us to take some action. So Fighting for Justice Foundation Facebook page to be able to sign that petition, to sign that pledge, to take that oath. And a special uh, thank you to you, Andrea Takei, Kaji, founding director of Fighting for Justice Foundation. Thanks so much for sharing your heart with us and on these pretty serious issues here today on 2020. Thanks so much. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.